what's going on? Welcome back to the What the Hill podcast. It is Friday, March 10th, 2023. I think this is episode uh, 35. Man, what a what a lineup. Uh currently I'm I'm at home solo. The wife is on a work trip up in the West Coast. Uh I think it's the first time that she's really been away from the kids, which is fucking great for me. Because now she gets a little taste of uh, what it's like to be away from the family. You start to miss them a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. The kids, not me. She's not missing me. She says she is. She's not. She's like, this is fucking fantastic. That motherfucker's got to go deal with the kids for the next, like, three days. Um, and, I'll, and I'll just let you know right now, I'm, I'm absolutely crushing it. I'm fucking crushing it. Addison's upstairs right now. Went down for a nap like a sack of potatoes. A little Benadryl, and, and they fall right asleep. And so if uh, if the meds wear off here anytime soon, I'll have to rush back up there and uh, give her a second dose. Maybe another bottle. But otherwise, you know, so it's going to be a bang, bang, bang type podcast. We'd uh, push through because I think she's already been asleep for 20, 30 minutes. That's why I got caught watching the other basketball games. I was supposed to come right down here and knock out the podcast when I put her down. Uh, yeah. Rutgers Purdue. It's it it's Friday before selection Sunday. And uh if you're a Big Ten fan, if you, really if you're just a college basketball fan, it's one of the best weekends of the year. Uh I don't get too crazy about like the the first weekend of March Madness is great, right? Just because you got all these different games going on. But if you're a fan of like your conference and your teams, Thursday there's four games, today there's four games, tomorrow we got two and then, uh, obviously, Selection Sunday is usually championship games for a lot of these squads. But Iowa got bounced yesterday, but there's still a full lineup of uh, fantastic games going on today. But, uh, yeah, man. It's been it's been so fantastic, and I'm just chilling at home. I'm taking some baby leaves and a little bit of time away from work. Uh, we got spring break next week, so I get to pick up Avery in two days. Her and I have been counting it down all week. She's all jazzed up. Uh, I get next week off as well. Thank you to the Air Force for giving us twelve weeks now as as baby. I call it baby daddy leave. That's uh that's instead of paternity leave or uh, parental leave. No, it's baby daddy leave. And uh, no, it's I think it's the first time in a long time that I'm solo with the kids for more than like an hour or two. Because Sophia likes to give me a hard time that I. Freak out. That's her quote. Freak out. Um, and if anyone's ever seen me freak out, I don't think... I've probably come close to freaking out on this podcast once or twice. Uh, talking about some of the BS, I would say my PCS payout. Uh, nearly the, the 12 or 15 grand right in there. That that's, was probably pretty close to a freak out. Um, Jane Fonda last week was probably like a 6 or 7 on the freak out scale. And so for her to say I freak out... Or um, I get super stressed when I'm taking care of the kids for two hours so she can go shopping or get her nails done is a bit of an uh, overdramatic statement to say the least. Now, do I get a little stressed? Sure. I'll buy that bucket. But freak out? Well, you always call me and ask when I'm going to be home. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just asking a question. When do you plan to come home? Because you know what you ladies do? Okay, here's what happens. You get a little bit of breath of fresh air. You you could take the kids for a walk. 
You could go take them to do your grocery shopping, but for whatever reason, when you can leave these savages at home and go do it yourself, you just like, you're like a criminal all of a sudden, and you just have this, this urge to go murder on everybody, which we'll get to here in a second. And then you just start, you start eating up that time. All of a sudden, you're, they're 30 minute to uh, to an hour trip turns into like two or three you just quit communicating because you know what you're doing you're taking you're taking your opportunity and over time you're maximizing it and some of you are going to be like what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it you fucking earned it all i'm asking for is a little itty bitty piece of communication just say you know what are you okay with the kids to be honest i don't care I'm going to maximize this time. I'll be home in an hour. Cool. Take another hour. Got it. Then I can I can plan out my agenda. Right? That That's all I'm asking. But apparently, apparently there's a misconception in my own household that I, quote, freak out when I'm alone with the kids. So uh, she left Wednesday. We dropped her off at the airport. I fucking kicked her out of the car and said, deuces. Enjoy your trip. We don't need you here. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, I can tell the kids miss her. But it is, you know, hanging out with Olivia. We're doing, you know, bath and showers at night. Uh, Of course, I'm feeding my kids. All the the normal day-to-day stuff that she was uh, freaking out about. She was quizzing me, too, like the whole week before she left. How many ounces does does Addison get? And I would just shrug. (laughs) She had to have known I was doing most of this on purpose. I would just shrug and be like, ah... Eight. No. She gets six ounces of water in three scoops. One scoop for every two ounces. And how much does she get for her nighttime bottle? Double down. Twelve. No. No, that's not right. Andrew, are you going to be able to do this? Yeah. Yeah, I got this. And we've had no issues. Um, but it was like that for an entire week. It was it was question after question. What does she get uh, for rice cereal? You got to put Vaseline on her cooch because she's sensitive. Like, geez, this new generation, man, they're all just fucking sensitive. Everywhere, I guess. Uh, just <laughs> it's not just a mindset. It's a skin thing too. And uh, no, it's been easy. I love it. I think it's. I don't know what she's bitching about all the time. And when I say she, I mean all you, all you women, about motherhood. I mean, granted, I'm getting paid, guys, so this is paid time off for me. If I wasn't getting paid and I was hanging out at home, I would feel a little bit more responsibility. But, yeah, I mean, if I wasn't doing a podcast, I'd be prepping dinner right now. I mean, I, to wake up and tell my kid to put on her shoes and watch her get dressed. and Dude, I've been crushing it. I got, uh, we went back-to-back days with, with some nice ponytails. On Olivia, her hair is finally long enough. But it's all—it's such a Einstein-looking haircut that she wakes up with in the morning. Uh, that it takes a little bit to to corral it. And I, I guess two days in, we're forty-eight hours into this this trip here, and and I've mastered it. Her hair—is it? Oh, it's the neighbors. The neighbors must be outside playing. I thought that was my kid. I was like, she she's talking already at six months? It's, it's seven months tomorrow. Seven months. I always round up. I say she's seven months. 
And then Sophia corrects me. She's like, no, she's not si- She's not seven months until the 11th. I'm like, fucking who cares? I'm going to call her two years old and nobody would bat an eye. Um, yeah, she didn't take out if Anyone who knows a little she's known for taking out her hair. And when she takes out her hair, she just looks like this demonstrative just demon. Especially, you can tell because that's when she gets tired. Her ponytail was in all day, and I could tell it was the one that I did. Her teacher didn't have to redo it. So, you know, I'm feeling good right now. Can you tell? I'm feeling good. The uh, self-esteem is through the roof. I'm going to be chirping when Sophia comes back home. That's right. You thought I couldn't do it. You thought I was going to be calling you struggle. I haven't called her once to make a point. Not because we don't miss her. I've called her to like, you know, so the kids can see her. I'm not an ass. Relax. I'm not an asshole. But what I'm saying is, I'm not like, how do I do this? <laughs> Olivia's being a brat. How do I parent her? She's been, she's been so good at helping me. Uh, not that I need help, but in those times that, you know, I'm asking her to, uh, just keep an eye on Addison for a second, right? Like, hey, can you go grab me a bottle? Can you throw away your plate? Can you go fold the laundry? All these things. Yeah, doing loads of laundry. Dishes are clean right now. Not a single dish in the sink. I've uh, been able to get some stuff around done around the house on my computer. Yeah, been to the gym every single day. I mean, this is a Gucci lifestyle. But yeah, I thought... I. W- I was scared for no reason. I had this uh, this bit of fear that women have instilled in me just through social media of how it's so difficult to be a stay-at-home mom. It is a job. Bro, if this is a job, sign me up. I get, I was cuddling an hour ago on the couch with my kid at like 11 in the morning in sweatpants watching March Madness basketball. That's a job. I went into the wrong career field. I didn't even need a college degree. I could have saved so much money. I might as well start having more kids. This is great. Sorry, I got to listen in and see if that's my kid. No, it's not. All right. Anyway. Yeah, she comes back tomorrow. Uh, Unless there's some type of... uh, Unless Hurricane Olivia comes through. I don't know where today. I don't see any any problems. The the only thing I was kind of like... throwing off about was she left me without enough formula i'm gonna have to go get i think i'm gonna have to go get formula she tried to prep bottles for the nighttime like i couldn't measure out these scoops and i was like i can count okay i can count son of a bitch i just jinxed it you guys hear now she's crying what do you know i got 11 minutes into this i uh was on my high horse and and here comes addison to put me in my place well, let me go attend to the little booger, and then uh, we'll hop back on. Stand by. Hey, what do you know? Just like that, I'm back. Um, 24 hours later, legitimately. It is now Saturday. It's great. You know, I just I hit pause and I hit play, but uh, I, I kid you not. It's 2.44, Saturday afternoon. Um, she was just fussy. Went up there and took care of her, of course. Piece of cake. Piece. Of, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. It was a walk in the park taking care of her, um, but then she just... I. I knew I wasn't going to get her to a point where she would uh, stay asleep long enough for me to come back and do the podcast. And there's time to get Olivia. We hit the gym. We got dinner. Uh, I could have done it last night, but Olivia and I stayed up watching a movie. So, you know. And now both kids are down for their nap. 
mom comes home in about two hours. So here I am knocking out the podcast. And uh, yeah, this whole, uh, I don't know. You know, obviously I'm I'm being sarcastic, right? And facetious a little bit. But w- when I tell you that I was questioned for a week legitimately on how to care and provide for Addison, that is no exaggeration. I was asked how many ounces of formula. I was shown how to give her a bath, um, how much water to put in the tub. I mean, everything was mainly for Sophia to feel at ease and comforted um, that I could be a father, essentially. But uh, And so, yeah, of course I went along with it so she could focus on her work and enjoy her trip. But I, I haven't had to call her once. I haven't had to reach out to family members for help. Like this is, uh, you know, granted, women, I'll give you, I'll throw you a bone here. Um you know, if, if I was sick or I wasn't feeling well or I had more, like, work commitments going on, it'd be a grind, okay? So I'll meet you in the middle. It would be a grind. But um, otherwise, yeah, dude, I think it's a blast. It's an absolute blast. I'm having fun. And I'm actually kind of sad to see it come to an end. And I was joking with uh, with Olivia. I was like, do we even want to go pick up your mom from the airport? Should we just have her fetch a cab? She said, Dad... We gotta go pick her up. We pick up mom from the airport, Dad. Yeah, maybe. I guess we'll see. Anyway, um, I said I'd talk about the Murdaw murders. Uh, we talked about that last week. I didn't even know when I was on the podcast. It's already it's already a Netflix documentary, and it's wild. It's a it's a limited series, so I was right in that in that prediction. I, it didn't take him ninety days for my podcast. It was already there, and of course. I then sat down and got more educated on that situation and the whole. I didn't realize it was, of course, it's like this true crime drama documentary um, series. Oh, God, I thought it was my kid again. I was like, you kidding me right when I come back on? Um, But it it was great. Uh, Well, I say that the documentary was great. The whole situation is not. The whole situation, uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to ruin it for you. It's wild. Absolutely wild. It's one of the few things I'll recommend on this podcast to go watch because obviously it's based around a true story. And if you think people aren't crazy and that just insanity doesn't exist, it does. It's like one event leads to the next, then they, they jump forward, then they go back in the past, and then next thing you know, like it's uh, it's combining with what's going on currently, and he was just convicted. It's just the whole thing's wild, so I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend that you go you go watch it. It's uh it's mind blowing. It it really is. I, I like I was sitting there watching Addison, and I was like, oh, here we go. We'll we'll click on the first episode, and each one's maybe like an hour to an hour and a half. Of course, then it's just one of those you want to sit down. You got to finish it. There's only three episodes. I say only. It's only like four and a half hours worth of television. But yeah, I finished it in. I think a day and a half. I think it. So not record time, but pretty good. Still got to watch quote my favorite TV show while while taking care of the kids. Um, what else do I want to talk about here? Oh, Brittany Mahomes. Let's talk about the Mahomes family. They've been in the news lately, so I guess Brittany Mahomes uh, snapped back, or sorry, uh, clapped back, clapped because that's what you do when you're upset. You don't cheer for anyone. You clap back. On Joe Rogan's podcast, they were joking around, and they said, 
what did they say? Essentially, the if you didn't see it or if you don't listen to his podcast, they were joking around about how somebody said that they're on board now with Jax Mahomes because he makes his TikToks, this and that. It was actually kind of entertaining. And then from there, they started talking about, oh, yeah, but his wife's crazy. She's she's so wild. She sits up in the skybox. And it's just she was um, throwing like beer and drinks on fans and she's talking shit to the opposing teams, uh, to their fan base. Which is all true, by the way. I mean, this is all on video. And then Joe Rogan made the comment and said, the problem is they keep that energy after the divorce. Which is hilarious. Because I think, he, it sounds like he's speaking from experience. I don't know. I haven't Googled anything. But he's like, yeah, that, that same level of crazy stays the same, if not goes up a notch. And she, instead of just being like, that's a funny joke, because everything they're referencing is true, she had to play the victim it, it's like no, they didn't say you were going to get divorced, Brittany. Relax, okay? You can take it your chill pill for once. Who knows? Now she's probably going to, God forbid she listens to this podcast. Um, and then she, she tweeted. Because that's what you do. You clap back via tweets. Um, She called out grown men for talking shit about someone's wife. First off, they weren't talking about someone's wife. They were talking about you. You are a person first before you're someone's wife. Just because you're talking about someone doesn't mean... They didn't say Patrick Mahomes' wife. They said... Like, they were talking about Brittany and Jackson. They they named him. I guess they did say his wife. But they, they weren't talking shit. They were like, she's crazy. She's wild. Everyone knows that's true. If she can't admit that she's that way, then uh, she's living in some delusional world. Because she did throw a bunch of alcohol... And champagne when they won. She sprayed it on all the fans below her. Because that's what they want on the drive home. They want Brittany Mahomes to spray a bunch of champagne all over their clothes. So they get all smelly and sticky and smell like alcohol when they get into a vehicle and drive home. Praying that a cop doesn't pull them over for a breathalyzer. Obviously it would smell like alcohol in the car. That's my point. But did she get in any trouble? No. If you threw any type of beverage on somebody in a bar would you get in trouble yeah you'd be putting handcuffs if there's a cop there to see it but no Brittany Mahomes you can't talk shit about someone's wife but you can just be above the law because you're married to Patrick Mahomes okay so now that we got that out of the way uh she tweeted yes something about grown men talking shit about someone's wife is real weird dot 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 I don't know how that's weird because ladies um if you didn't know as men, we know what you do when you go on your girls' trips. You talk about girly stuff, and then you shit on your man. Or, if your friend's seeing somebody, you shit on their boyfriend, right? The floodgates open up. Men, we do the same thing. It's fair game. It really is. It is fair game. It's, uh, it's all in good fun. It's supposed to be humorous. It's supposed to be stress relief to some extent, right? Like, there's a line to it. There's a line to it. But for her to sit there and tweet that, something about grown men talking shit about someone's wife is real weird. Well, I don't know what world she lives in. She lives in a real weird world where you can just date someone in high school, have them somehow make it through college at two different schools, by the way, uh, both at athletes. But they made it through that. Congrats to them. Not shitting on it, okay? Don't tweet at me. Don't clap back. And then 
the dude that you were just randomly dating in high school, right? I say randomly. You didn't know he's going to be a superstar, right? But he did have some money. His dad uh, was a was a pro ball player at some point in the uh, in the MLB. Not saying she married money, but then he goes on to be one of the most up and coming superstars of all time in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has arguably had the same amount of success in his first what four or five seasons as guys who play for twenty years. Like, he is a household name. And she just gets to stand up there in the skybox every single game, free drinks, free food, pampered the rest of her life for just snagging the right guy and winning the lottery in high school and not dicking it up the whole time. And to be honest, she might have. She might have, and she just never got in trouble. So, and now she gets to live above the law. But, yeah, she tweeted. And then it got worse, too, because she tweeted something... uh, There was another tweet with another emoji, and it was just like, "Fucking lady, go away." You nobody likes you to begin with. Nobody. That's. I think that's like the toughest part about being a Patrick Mahomes fan, is nobody likes his wife. And when I say nobody, um, I should rephrase that. I mean absolutely nobody likes Brittany Mahomes. You can't. There's no. How how can you like her? She's obnoxious. Uh. She's loud. She's in your face. She's bel- She just comes off as belligerent. She, I, I, it sucks because Patrick Mahomes, like, he says all the right things, does all the right things, great football player, and then you see his family, you're just like, God damn, man. Can we, t- can we tweak that just a little bit? I'm sure the Chiefs keep her up there in the skybox for a reason. They keep her happy for a reason. That is Happy Patrick Mahomes wife, happy fucking next 15 years. That's how that's going to go. And then Jax Mahomes. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, he essentially tried to force himself on a, I guess this lady was like 40. She was a bartender at a restaurant or a club. Comes out of nowhere like twice. Grabs her by the... Uh, Almost like the jawline. I hesitate to say throw because it wasn't like he was trying to choke her. Um, he was just saying like, ah, gotcha. You know, like when I grab Addison's like cheeks, like the claw, ah, and I pinch him. He kind of did that to a grown woman, which then it goes from being fun, cuddling, playful with a little kid to uh, sexual assault. There's a fine line there in, in age and aggression. And he did it twice and basically – started making out with her and she clearly didn't want to be made out with at, at that moment uh, I don't know if she was interested and she's just like no not public we're on camera I don't want my my boyfriend to see I don't know I, I don't know but uh, it is out there that he it was alleged sexual assault the video definitely makes it look like she did not want to be touched and then he comes back again like round two you ready it's like did you not just get the vibe from her the first time that like the answer was no. And then he probably said, well, no doesn't really mean no, does it? Not when I'm doing my TikTok dance. So, golly. Um, prayers up to Patrick Mahomes dealing with those shenanigans. They just they just can't. It's the off season, so it's their time to shine, you know. Patrick's out of the uh, the headlights, or sorry, the headlines for maybe, maybe three or four months. And uh, Brittany and Jackson, they're going to make the most of it. they got to capitalize on the opportunity. So 
kudos to them, right? Just season the moment. Golly, that family makes you. Doesn't it just make you sometimes look at your own family and be like, "Thanks for not being Jackson Mahomes." <laughs> um, I don't think I clarified this before on the other other podcast. So when I talked about the light fixture from Addison's fan falling crashing into the light fixture I was holding my hand and glass shattering everywhere and uh, I just want to go on record and say that at no point during that extravaganza did Sophia say are you okay Uh, not right after it happened not five minutes later not an hour later not after I had bandages on my fingers not after I picked up all the glass on the carpet Um, so I just want to put that out there that she was more concerned (laughs) It's so obvious I'm bashing her now. Um, she covered up. She was changing Addison on the changing table. And there was like nothing that even came close. But she, of course, she got so scared when she heard the clashing that she like covered her up like she was like it was a fumbled football. And looked and like looked back at me all scared like, is it okay? Yeah, it's just me that got injured. Don't worry. You guys are safe. I made sure that when it dropped, it, it dropped on me. So I took the hit. No, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, really? Um, I was going to try to milk it. I'd be like, yeah. It, the weird thing was, like, when it when it fell, I tried to, like, catch it, and I, I kind of, like, jerked my body. I, I felt my lower back tweak is what happened. And so I, I might need somebody to help me stretch that out or grab the massage oil and uh, potentially help uh, work out that muscle. But that didn't work. She never asked. So, you know, it was kind of just SOL. And then on top of it, I went into the pantry, and we had this little LED light. Uh, I didn't see it for, like, the first couple months that we lived here. And then um, it's supposed to be. It says right on it, motion activated. So I'm waving my hand like a dumbass, and it's not activated, but there's motion. And then I see there's some screws, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, I've never seen one of these before. I got a screwdriver in my hand, so let's uh, let's let's get screwed. So I open it up. All it needs is some new batteries. I throw in. I happen to have them there, I'm like a champ, because I, I I got kids and I bought the fat pack for Christmas. I had some leftovers. Genius move, and uh, highly recommend it. And yeah, so I just changed out the batteries. Next thing you know, phew, lights, because we don't have a. You can see the pantry just fine if the kitchen lights on, but at nighttime. Uh, it's not like a walk-in pantry, you know, because I'm not rich, and I don't make, you know, I don't have enough ads on the podcast, nor do I make anybody subscribe. You're welcome, okay? Because if I did, I'd have a walk-in pantry. That's that's the epitome of what I'm getting at. And uh, yeah, so you have to turn on the kitchen light, and there's no. Uh, it's kind of like an open concept. There's no ceiling that blocks the light that goes into the living room, so it's just it's not a big deal, but. Yeah, so now you can see at night. You don't have to turn any lights on. You can just put your hand in there for that snack that you know you shouldn't get, and a light comes on. Like, oh fuck, I just got caught, right? Like, like a cop spotlight just hot, like just hit you, and uh, yeah, still I'm just I'm committed at that point. I grab the Cheez-Its, sue me, and yeah. So I was like, hey, look, when you go to the pantry, don't be startled. The the motion activated light is is working, and she goes, she she went and saw it for herself. And I was standing right there. And she goes, oh. Hmm. It's motion activated. I said, yeah. 
It is. It says it right there on the box, doesn't it? She said, yeah, I guess I never noticed that. She said, what'd you do? I said, I changed out the batteries. Oh, that's interesting. And that was it. That was the conversation. Um, so my point is, women, quit taking advantage of your man being so handy. Okay? We do these projects around the house for you. For that one just brief moment of admiration that you might like flip the switch from being in mom mode all the time to going like, wow, babe, this is really cool. This is nice. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for taking five minutes out of your day. I sh- now I got to start like adding on to projects, making them look like they take longer than they should. Yeah, I got nothing though. Nothing. Just, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, you know how to work a screwdriver and put in, put in batteries, I, I think. You could have done this for the last six months. You didn't do it. Anyway. Yeah, can you tell I'm a little butt hurt? So what? I'm not over it yet. This is why I have a podcast. So I can come on here and BMC. Bitch mode and complain. All right. All right. We're going on. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, my CTA results came back. Uh, I still don't know what CTA stands for. It's basically a CT scan of your arteries, but it, that's not at all what it. It's not CT in the arteries. It's something else. Um, but I'm no doctor, and I'm starting to question whether my heart doctor is really a doctor. He came in, and you guys know how I feel about him. He was over the top this time, just douche. And what frustrates me is he sends his nurse in first. First, it's an MA. And I was asking, she's like, any new medications? And I told her, yes, based on the blood work. And then I asked her a question, and she goes, oh, I'm just an MA. I'm like, fuck, well, aren't we all then? Because if you don't know the answer to that, well, you just ask the doctor. The problem is, lady, the doctor's going to come in here for like 30 seconds, not ask me if I have any questions. And they kick me right out the door. And if I didn't have the insurance that I had, you guys would bill me up the fucking ass for this, which means I wouldn't even come in the first place. That's how bad our healthcare system is. It is uh, royally screwed. So anyway, she was she was nice, though. She was pleasant. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You are just an MA. She's like, what'd you say? I never said that. Um, <laughs> this time, though, he didn't send in his nurse, which is uh, the, the guy nurse. He didn't come in. It was just the doc. And I had Addison with me. And he said, uh, he said, oh, you're on duty today. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm on duty. Uh, I had to bring her. He goes, oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because uh, it was like, it was almost like he read the comments of the re- review I left. Well, I didn't leave a review. They asked me for feedback, to be honest. I didn't go on Google. They asked me for my feedback. And I just, if you didn't listen to the other pa- podcast, um, he said during my last visit when the stress tests came back good, even though I'm still having all these symptoms, right? Sophia was right there and he looked at Sophia trying to like connect with her, I guess, and make a joke and said, I think he just wants attention. haha. And I was just like, mm, probably not a good thing to say in front of a 31 year old patient who has heart problems and uh, well, not heart problems, chest pain, chest pain, fatigue. All, you know what I mean? I was just like, mm, but I'm not right. Like, I just the joke just didn't land, and that's that's coming from me who has made plenty of jokes that don't land. Okay, um, his was I was just like, man, that's bad. Don't say that in front of your fucking patient, you dipshit. 
And if I'm, it was Sophia too that was like, hey, uh, that wasn't funny. I actually was kind of upset when he said that. I just didn't say anything. And I'm like, okay, well, hopefully they ask me for feedback and I'll write that. So I wrote it, okay? Fast forward. Now at this meeting, he said, uh, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I was just like, is this because he read the feedback? Like, because that wasn't even that bad. Yeah, I am on duty. Uh, it was just like, was that supposed to be a joke to begin with? Like, you just make it in small talk. It's, it's fine. He was in and out, I swear to God, in 45 seconds, maybe a minute. Uh, so I got 60 seconds of his time at most. He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, CT was good. No issues with arteries. No issues. Uh, good for five years. And I said, what? What do you mean I'm good for five years? CT, good. You're good for five years. I was like, what is this, like a fucking warranty on my heart? How do you know? I was like, how do you... How do you? I was so confused. And I was like, all right, so you're telling me that you don't think it's it's the heart. That's what you feel. He said, correct, 100%, not the heart. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. We went to 100%, not 99%. You know you know how doctors leave that, just that little bit of liability. They're lawyers, right? They're second uh, professions to be a lawyer. Oh, he went straight to 100. And I said, okay, so then I guess my, my next question is if I'm working out and my heart rate's, my max for my age is 190, okay? Um, so I, I asked him, I said, when I'm working out and I'm running half a mile to a mile as opposed to like the eight or nine that I was running before, you know, you start to get gassed at like, what you should be gassed at for me if I'm 190 is probably like 170, 180 190 is like you run sprint after sprint after sprint right your hands are on your knees you're huffing and puffing for air you know what i mean it's like a max exertion workout long distance running if you're getting gassed it's usually you don't have the fatigue in your muscles or your legs um to run that pace but normally it's not heart rate thing i would i'm cautioning right like don't quote me on it but for where I was at, so all of a sudden, like, I'm at a mile to a mile and a half. I did. I will toot my own horn. I am in the sevens. If my if my watch, um, well, I guess I can count the laps, too. Running a mile, I'm, I ran in seven minutes recently. If you guys remember, like, two months ago, I ran a half a mile. And I was at a 930 pace, and I was about to throw up. That's, that's wild, right? That shows... Uh, something's happening um or getting hopefully getting better i still feel the symptoms that's the problem is like i still feel like it's a uh my legs feel great i'll be honest they real for for how much joint pain and just uh lack of mobility i face um after having the back fusion uh with a lot of stretching i've, I've been able to overcome that man i feel way better I feel like a gazelle running. I really do, which is, I know, that's that's funny because I'm in no form or fashion, even remotely, a gazelle when I run. Uh, but, you know, seven minutes is not bad. I used to run seven minutes, no problem. I actually, I, I kid you not, um, and if you're like, oh, that's really good, he's making progress. I ran twice in the year of 2021, and then I had to do a fitness test, and I was like, Fuck, I 
I've been hitting the gym to come back from the back surgery, right, and trying to uh, do a lot more strength training. I hadn't really done cardio. I've been doing, like, quick um, circuits, right, so, like, 20 to 30-second rests in between a superset and then right back at it. So I do a, a one set followed by immediate, you know, another set. So that's, that's a superset for all you rooks. And then about a 20 to 30-second rest, and I go right back into another set. So I was getting my cardio that way, but totally different than, um, I shouldn't say totally, it's much different than running, right? And so when it came time to run the mile and a half for the Air Force, I was like, shoot, I got about two weeks before this thing. Uh, and I wasn't worried about failing, not in the, not in the slightest. And I went out and I was like, all right, just run two miles every single, you know, every other day for about the next two weeks. And then when you run a mile and a half, you can pick up the pace and you'll be fine. That's that's always the strategy. Um, and I, I ran the uh, the first day. I felt like I was running so fucking slow. I was super gassed and I was winded. But I ran two miles and like, uh, it was like 15.30 or something like that. Let me do the math on that. Yeah, it was like 15 to 15.30 if I remember this correctly. Because it was right around a 7.30 pace for two miles. And that was without running pretty much all year except for twice. And now I'm tooting my own horn just because I ran a seven-minute one-mile. Um, and then I ran like a seven – I think I ran two today, and they were right around. Like I'm just – I'm trying to hold like a 7.30 pace. But I, the problem is like right at 10 minutes of running, it seems to always be – right. I've, I've said this before, 10 to 15 minutes of running, all of a sudden that's when I start getting like wheezy, huffing and puffing. I can't take a full breath of air in. Um, even if I was to slow down, I couldn't have a conversation and jog next to somebody. Uh, without sounding very gassed. So it's interesting that I'm now in this phase where I don't know if the iron medicine's kicking in, the vitamin D, um, but like my legs are are starting to come back, which is great because they felt very heavy and just slow before. And I think that was taking a toll on the rest of the body, but I still, I'm not there, if that makes sense. I'm still not there. Um, I'm still getting a little bit of the lightheadedness and the dizziness. Um, if I'm running like any more than two miles right at the end of today's run, I start seeing just a, a little bit of stars, but then it's like when I stop and granted the last lap, I always, I always pick up the pace, right? As you should, unless you're a fucking pussy. That's my, that's my two cents. Okay. Push yourself. Don't live a life of mediocrity. So if you're gassed on the last, you know, going into the last lap, you got a little bit left in the tank. Just remind yourself that somebody else. Here's a, this is, I don't know if this is dark, but here's what I think about when I'm running or I'm working out and I'm like, you know, I'm struggling. I'm like, man, somebody else out there wishes that they had two fucking great legs and a body to run with today. Somebody else is out there pushing themselves. So I'm going to get serious just for that moment, right? Like that's honestly what triggers my head. I could be on a wheelchair and, you know, somebody could take away my legs tomorrow and I'm going to fucking wish i could go run so while i have them let's like let's use them the problem is that i'm getting up on my heart rate to like 220 so i'm going from 190 and i'm probably maintaining 190 to 200 on these runs in like the last uh, uh minute or two when i'm running i pick up the pace i'm just like 220s that's quite a bit above your max um and i there's sometimes too when I know I'm holding it for like way too long. Cause 
so back to my original point. That's what I asked the doc, the heart doc. Uh, and this all happened within those 60 seconds. I said, so when I'm working out and I'm getting to like 220 on my heart rate, and I because I stop and I take my own pulse, and it's consistently for like the last three or four weeks been at 220 when I stop running. And uh, and because my watch is just, it's definitely off. It said the highest I hit today was 140. And I'm like, well, I wish. It does a pretty nice resting heart rate. Anyway, back to the story. I said, so I'm getting up to 220. And I'm well above my max, and I'm pushing myself, and I'm just staying in that range. Is that going to start affecting my heart over the long term, right? Because I'm, I'm demanding way more than it's supposed to be able to exert. And so over the next, let's say, one to two years, I, I keep doing this every day. You know, what are the risks of doing that? And he said, no risk. No risk. You're good. I said, fucking shut up, dude. There's no way. No way that you can just go. You have a max heart rate for a fucking reason, right? Like he said, no good. He said, you're all good. No risk. You're good for five years. I just kept on. I don't know. He never. He never even said after that. Like, do you have any questions? Um, no follow up appointment unless you unless you experience symptoms. Call my office. Um, glad we could get this worked out for you. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, sorry, I fucked up your chart and put in that you have uh, coronary heart disease so that the Air Force thought about medically disqualifying you as being a pilot. Uh, none of that. No, didn't say that he changed it. My apologies. Your chart should be up to date if you want to get the records and see it for yourself. Or here's the mistake I made, and he circles it and says, here's the correction I made. So this is what is, needs to go in your chart. We're working on that. Nothing. He's such a – you could tell he's a rich fucking prick. I'll say it. He's a rich prick that thinks that his shit don't stank and that because he's a heart doc, he's like this. He, I don't know. He just talks like he's smarter and better than everybody else and he doesn't have time for you. And I'm like, why'd you even become a doctor if you don't? I don't know. He just, he's one of those dudes that like, you know, you're talking to him and he's not listening. Right? Like the whole time that he was, when I was telling him family history, he's like, oh, okay. You have a family history of heart stuff, so now I can run all these tests on you and make some money off of you. And then when he got the test back, he was just like, oh, yeah, the numbers look good. Okay, well, I knew they probably would because I'm a young, fit, healthy guy for the most part, except for this one lingering area where all of a sudden I can't fucking do shit in the fitness realm and I'm out of breath. Like, I'm here for a reason. Oh no, the stress test said you look good. I'm like, why don't you come? Why don't you come watch me work out? I know that's unrealistic, right? But I said that to my flight doc too. I'm like, she she still thought, um, because all of a sudden my CK levels were, were normal, right? I talked about that last time. They came down with the vitamin D and the iron, so I'm on the, these supplements. And uh, I think you're just working out too hard. That's what she said. I'm like. That's quite the statement to make when you've never, ever, ever seen me work out. Not once. You have no idea. Like, she wasn't like, hey, write down your regimen. How many days are you working out? How far are you running? There's people that are running full Ironmans. I'm not even running a like a 2%. I'm not doing 2% of what they do as their workout. Like today, I was there at the gym for an hour while the kids were in the uh, the club. 
They call it Kids Club. I call it the club. It sounds cooler. As soon as I drop them off, I know, like, because of Addison, I got, like, one hour. They're going to watch watch the kiddos for me. So I get right to work. I ran two miles. I took about five minutes to stretch. And then I did uh, buys and tries. The other day, it was one-mile run, shoulder workout, strength training. So I'm starting to get back into the strength training. These are the workouts that she's referring to that I'm pushing myself to. I'm exerting myself too much. I'm like, I'm there for an hour. I don't know. It's 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 hilarious to me because I'm like, I'm 31. What do you mean I'm working out too hard? Dude, there's MMA fighters that are putting their body through a full-on training camp at age 38 and going out and getting their brain blasted in by a right hook. And they're in some of the best shape of their life, you know, physically. Some of them not mentally. I was just like, what? I don't know. It's just a little bit of an ignorant thing to say when you don't actually see the person working out. I'm like, why don't you come watch me work out then? That would that'd be fantastic. Since everybody wants to look at me and go, hey, you look fit. Yes. Ideally, I, I am. I've been shedding a few pounds here and there. Okay. And, uh. It's like, if, just come work out with me. Do my workout. And if you're, watch, I'll be more gassed than you are probably. You're going to look at me like, you're really out of breath. I had a buddy, I kid you not, um, I came up a flight of stairs with him. I don't know, I might have said something on the podcast about this. And we hadn't seen each other in a while. And I was just like, yeah, man, just I got some stuff I'm not flying right now. Getting like some shortness of breath. No, no kidding. Five minutes later, we start walking up the stairs to go to the second floor. And, uh, you know, we're chit-chatting. And he asked me a question as we got to the top of the stairs. And he could hear how heavy I was breathing. And he goes, you really are short of breath, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm struggling. He goes, if you were fat, I would have made fun of you. But clearly, like, you just have something going on. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out. So it's like the proof is right there in the pudding. And that, uh, I won't say who it was, but he played played a lot of hockey, right? Like, he's uh, he's a tough kid. Dude, uh, he's not a kid. He's older than me. He's a tough dude. Um, and I think he also knew, like, yeah, you, you're not a fucking scrub either. So, uh, I don't know. It's like, sometimes you start to, like, get into your own head and you're like, am I crazy? Like, it, are these real symptoms I'm having? And then the moment that, um, you know, because I feel out of breath. But, but the fact that he just looked at me and he goes, dude, you're breathing really hard. Like, I'm a mouth breather. It was, uh, I don't know, it was just like a little bit of the satisfaction I needed. Um, not satisfaction, the, um, like, reassurance, right? Like, like, you're not crazy. Something is wrong. We're going to keep working to fix the problem and, and get back healthy. But uh, in the meantime, you know, I've still been getting after as much as I can, pushing the uh, the boundaries just a little bit. But, yeah, dude, this fucking dot. A five, apparently I got a five-year warranty. So if you go and see him. Um, I'm going to ask for it in an email or in, in the mail. I like where put it on paper that I have five years. That way, if anything happens to me in the next five years, I can go right back to that doc with my lawsuit and be like, you said five years. You told me five years, 100%, no risk. I'm not. Uh, and here's why I'm telling you this. Okay. So then, I don't know. It was just one of those where it's just like, you're happy that they didn't find any like major clogs. 
Um, but I told the story of when I was going to get the CTI, they were like, your heart rate's up. We, we got to get your heart rate down. They had to hit me with like two vials to get my heart rate back down. Uh, it's supposed to be like it's 60 or lower so they can do the scan. So like I go in to do the scan and the moment I take a deep breath and it jumps to like 80 or 90. So clearly there's some type of disconnect between heart and lungs, right? If that's affecting the muscles, I don't, I would think it would. Right. But uh, clearly something was going on. You shouldn't take a deep breath in and all of a sudden. Naturally, yes, sure. You're putting more of a demand on a system. So then your heart has to pump more. I get that. Um, but to jump that high, like. Otherwise, they wouldn't ask you to take a, a deep fucking breath in during the test, knowing that you're going to jump out of the 60 heart range. Right. Beats per minute. Does that make sense to everybody? Cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. Um so then I met with a pulmonologist yesterday? No, Thursday. And I said, this dude's a fucking G, okay? This guy I like. He's cool. He's down to earth. He sits there like he, he – you know he's in a hurry. and he, You know he's a busy guy. But he gives you like at least those five minutes to like talk out what's been going on. Um, he said he saw the stress test. I tested better. Um, on the spirometry, I did the breathing test again, just real quick. It was like no more than two or three minutes. I tested like 10 points higher. Like he, he actually shows me the results. Like, here's what you did last time. Here's what you did this time. Like, you know, like a fucking doctor should. And, uh, which was nice to hear. And I was like, well, I think I had to be, it might've been COVID. I might've had COVID as much as I shit on COVID. I'm not saying, I never said it didn't exist. And I didn't say I was immune. Okay. I got the shot and I still got sick. So what does that tell you? Right? Um, but of course I never went and got tested. Fuck that. I ain't getting tested for that. If I'm sick, I'm sick. I'll handle it. Yeah, just internally. Let my body fight it naturally. Sorry. Gotta get a drink here. And uh, so yeah, I tested better. I'm still on like the inhaler low key just between he and I. Hopefully nobody, no flight docs listen to this. Um, so I think it's helping. And uh, but then I told him about some of the other symptoms, and he goes, "Man, he goes, I don't. It's not. It's just like none of the tests are showing me that it's a lung thing because it happens rapidly. And with chest pain, he goes, iron, vitamin D, right? The fact that those came back low. But then he's like, why'd they come back low though? And I'm like, brother, you're speaking my language." Why all of a sudden, and I've done plenty of blood draws for the Air Force over the years, all of a sudden, those two come back low. Out of the fucking blue. That Right? That was my question. Which, that's a much tougher question to find an answer to, is the why. Which I get. But, I like, to me, I just don't stop at the, oh, you're low, so you need to go on this. Okay. So then, if we don't know, and here's why. Because if you don't know the why... Then the moment the medication runs out, I got to get tested again. And then is are my levels going to be good? So I'm going to be on this medication like forever? Be- because that's, again, why would I want to do that? I would want to know why. So when I see the next doctor, and I'm like, hey, I'm low on iron. I'm low on vitamin D. He goes, oh, what do you have? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just low. He's going to be like, What? <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of the next step is figure out why. And he goes, this all points back to the heart. He goes, I'm just not convinced that's not your heart, even though the CT and the the uh, stress test came back. And I'm like, yeah, well, 
apparently I got a five year guarantee. And he's like, what? I'm like, doc said I'm good for five years. And he just looked at me like, who's your doctor? And I'm like, I'm not going to say his name. I think I already said it in another podcast. Anyway, it was just like, he said, well, what we're going to do is I want you to actually do a full on activity um, test, right? And performance. He'll hook you up to the EKG, same as a stress test. He goes, but I want, I, he said, I think they stopped you sooner than they should have. And I agreed. I, and I said that on the podcast here because on the stress test, the, the treadmill was never fast enough for me to run. And I fucking hated that. I was gassed. When I, I told you all this, I was gassed. Sophia sat there. The nurses were making like googly eyes at each other, like, what's going on? He looks like he's in shape because his shirt's off. But, you know, there's just that little bit of flab. I'm like, just kidding. That's my insecurity coming out. Um, they looked at each other like, you know, this dude's, he looks like he should be in shape and something's going on. And then I tested fine, which is good news and bad news, right? Um, because I was on this incline, but the incline was like so steep that I'm supposed to walk. and But then it, it was going fast enough that it's like this very slow jog up a very steep hill. It's just like, no, just put me on a treadmill and let me, or a track, hook me up to this stuff. Which I guess I can't run on a track, right? But hook me up to a treadmill, turn it on like speed eight or nine, and just let me run. Whether I go a mile or two miles or three miles, like let me run until you see exactly what I'm talking about with, oh, okay, he looks good. He looks good. All of a sudden, two or three minutes in, all right, he's breathing heavier. Can you have a conversation with me? No, he can't have a conversation. And then, boom, that's when all these symptoms, I can start, like it's hitting. Now they're going to see the heart rate up to like 220. We didn't see that. They they finally said like, hey, if you get too – this is how stupid it was in, in my opinion because they do these tests all the time. With the stress test, they said if you're breathing too heavy and you're too sweaty, I can't get a good read with the ultrasound. And I'm like, you guys are the ones who hooked me up, put me on a treadmill – and asked me to fucking go until my heart rate was at 190. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Oh, Addison's starting to cry. I think I got another five minutes. She got self self soothe. Um, yeah, I was just like, that's like the most ass backwards thing too. It's like, well then, towel me off while I'm running. I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. I just. I'm doing what you asked me to do. You told me to take my shirt off. You hooked me up with all these wires. You asked me to go on this treadmill and run, but I'm not really running. It's more like a slow jog up. Just, dude, it like it's like the Bettendorf Hill. That's what it reminds me of, uh, at at Tuvel Stadium, or I, the hill I grew up on. It was that's I that's what I envisioned myself running up. You know when the hill's so steep that you're like, I might as well just walk this. That's kind of what it was like, and so that's what was frustrating. Was it was just. It was also one of those where, because it's uphill, right, you start having to, like, lean forward, so you actually collapse your chest cavity. You It's harder to breathe. Um, whereas if they would have just had a flat treadmill and just let me run, um, I think they would have gotten better results. But, yeah, they, they stopped me. I was, like, right at 185, 190, 185, 190. 190 is supposed to be the max. They said, once you hit your max, we got to stop you. And I was kind of flirting with it the whole time. Um, for like three or four minutes, just operating that range, and uh, 
they're like, all right, well, we let's 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 stop you because you're gonna get too sweaty and you're gonna be too out of breath, and I'm not gonna be able to get a good read. I'm like, okay, sure. So I, because then if you guys if you if you didn't hear the stress test, um, the moment you get done, you have to like hop over to this hospital looking bed, and they, she tries to get an ultrasound, and she only has so much time to do it while your heart's like you know through the roof. That's what it feels like at least. Yeah, but anyway, it came back. So then this guy was like, no, I want you to do it again, and we're going to do it our way, where we're going to let you fucking go. I was like, what do I got to do? And he's like, you can either do a bike, you go as long as you want on the bike, or you can run. And I'm like, all right, sweet. He goes, I asked him, I was like, when do you guys stop me? He goes, whenever you stop. I'm like, all right, we might be there a while. He goes, good, let's do it. Like, he wasn't being a jackass. He's like, no, I, I, I want to see this. This is what... uh I pitched a few other ideas to him about what I think might be going on. He said, let's reattack that after this test. I want to get some better, like, my test results. Um, because he goes, it's not adding up. Clearly, your lungs are affected. But it's, uh, he goes, I, I'm not certain that it's not the heart. And it's just like, huh. My body also tells me that it, it we're not for certain yet. But I have the five-year guarantee. Anyway, that's like another 15 minutes on, uh, my health situation, but uh, I, I, you know, I can't really talk to anybody at work about it. I try not to, um, and I try to make fun of it. That's that's my way, way of dealing with stress. So thanks for thanks for listening to me. That uh, it really does. It helps when I come in here and I just bitch, moan, and complain, and I make the jokes um, about what is a health. It's my health crisis. No, it's just uh, it can be a little stressful. It's almost like now it just becomes monotonous with these doctors because I know that their t- their test results aren't gonna accurately show what I feel and I'm so I'm kind of in this uh this limbo of frustration um because then like I said you just you feel like you're not maybe you're not accurately describing what's going on or uh, maybe you're in over your head and nothing there's nothing wrong but then of course I go out and run and I'm like yeah that like today's a great example my legs felt great even at two miles when I stopped my legs felt good it's my uh it's my chest and my lungs. Uh, caution to say my heart. Um, so it could be the iron, right? It definitely could be the iron starting to take effect. And now I'm getting a little bit more of the oxygen um, and the red blood cells to the muscles as I'm working out and as I'm performing, exercising. And so my body's responding better. Um, but I'm still like, okay, but why am I at 220? That's so high to be at 220. Um, but then, like I said, I stopped at two miles because I, you know, I needed to get my strength training in and the legs felt good i got new running shoes i mean it's not a uh hey my legs feel heavy i need to slow down or i can't keep this pace because my legs are tired it's not that at all it's all upper body um and that's when i know like because my eyes start getting kind of like glazed over um i stop all of a sudden i stop like i don't sweat the whole two miles i ran i didn't sweat the entire time and then actually it's like when I start getting tired, I can tell because all of a sudden I get cold. So I get cold while I'm running. And that's kind of when I know my body's kicking into that extra gear of like we're, we're pulling the reserves out now. Because uh, normally when you get hot and you're working out, right, and you should be sweating if your heart rate's that high and I'm not putting anything out. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like a mile and a half in. I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to... I feel like I want to slow down. 
And then, boom, I'm like, now I'm cold. I have no reason to be cold. It's not cold in the gym. I don't ever walk in and be like, man, this gym sucks. I'm cold all the time. No, it's not the temperature. There's no fan blowing on me. Um, It's not because I'm running that fast, believe it or not. So, anyway, uh, right in an hour. So I'll finish up with two things real quick. Um, And then, and and actually, this is going to come out, obviously, on, well, today is Saturday. And I got to turn around and do another one tomorrow. So back to back. I'm going to try to keep the Sunday one shorter. But uh, Sophia said that absolutely shit on Jane Fonda. And so um, I'm not going to apologize for that. She deserved it. And I just want to make one thing very clear um, because she talked about climate change and racism being the reason for it, this and the other. I looked up her net worth. Her net worth, I don't think I did this on the podcast. I did it after. $230 million. Dollars. That's her net worth. Two hundred and thirty million fucking dollars. So she can, if she can march her ass over to Vietnam in the middle of a war, then she can march her ass down into some of the hoods or what she considers uh, the problem areas where there's poverty, and reportedly by her where they're putting all the shit and the pollution and she can help pay to put it in a recycling bin and get it to the right location. She has $230 million. That's her net worth. That's just like the arrogance to sit on a TV and make that statement when you have all the money in the world and I'm going to guess you've never once gone into one of those areas and said, hey, how can I help clean up the trash? You've never gone on the side of a highway and picked anything up. You have people do it for you. You're, still, you're spending that shit on Botox and fattening up your lips and trying to look 60 even though you're like 83. Instead of just admitting you're on like the last decade or two. And being generous there with that second one. I really don't even want to give her the first one. Like, you ran your course. When you say that that climate change is the result of racism, climate change is the result of... um an absolute economic boom over the last century. That's like, that's it. The factories, airplanes, cars, oil. There's a ton of reasons all boil down to fossil fuels. Not to mention the population of the world has just grown immensely in the last hundred years. There's a lot of trash. I put out a lot of trash every single week. Somebody's got to come by and pick it up. Times that by the, what, 500 million people that are in the United States. It's got to go somewhere. It's not going to make Jane Fonda happy. Wherever it ends up, Jane Fonda's not going to be happy. But she won't spend a dime, according to my own research, uh, to, to fix the problem. But she will go on a TV show with Kelly Clarkson. Now, that segues right into the next topic um, that I'll finish on. Is I was um, scrutinized a little bit by somebody in my household. won't say who. Uh, but it wasn't Avery, Olivia, or Addison about how uh, she's like, well, I said she gave it away uh, for fat shaming. She goes, I think you fat shamed Kelly Clarkson too hard. And that uh, it triggered me, right? It made me upset. I, I shot back and I said, okay, let's have let's have the discussion. Because there's very few things I've said on this podcast that she's kind of like clapped back on, if you will. 
uh, most things she finds entertaining or funny. And she's like my direct source of feedback. I never ask her. I'm like, I I rarely do. I say, did you enjoy it? Did you like? I don't. I don't. I don't ask her. She just kind of tells me, or I hear her laughing, while she's listening to it in her headphones, just like giggles for no reason. I'm like, either she's talking to her other boyfriend or she's listening to some guy on a podcast. Um, yeah, she said I fat shamed Kelly Clarkson too hard. I'm like, okay, so I gotta find the line first off. She's no, I just don't like fat shaming. I said, well, if you don't like fat shaming, then I guess people should be fat. That's, I mean, that's what it boils down to, right? Nobody was fat. There's no fat shaming. It doesn't exist. Um, is that me being a jerk? I get it. I'm a fucking ass. Um, I will say, though. I will say. I shot back to her and said, okay, let's, to be clear, I did go and look to make sure that Kelly Clarkson has no public disease now she could have one okay and then i'm look like an ass as if i don't already right now my foot's in my mouth but according i i, I did my preliminary res- research she's uh she got no disease of why she inflated she hasn't hit menopause is my guess okay that's my guess she does have kids okay but there's plenty of I, like i talked about a couple weeks ago this beckham woman Looks incredible, and she had four kids. Bunch of ladies getting mad right now. But the same thing that I said back then was she has time because she has what? She has money. So she can pay for a nanny and some of the top-notch care. She can also pay for what? A nutritionist to come and make a lot of really good meals for her, which... And let's be honest, if I had the money to do, that would be one of the first things I spend. Excuse me. Rather than have somebody come and watch my kids, um, if I had the chance to watch it myself is what it, what I'm getting at. I have the chance to cook for myself. I have the time, the chance to watch kids myself. Like, this is a laundry list, I guess, or a, uh, a bucket list of things I would want to do if I had millions of dollars. One of the top things I would do is hire a nutritionist. Because as much as I love the cooking that goes on in this household, like, there's nothing better than eating really good food that tastes amazing, that's also really nutritious, and not having to lift a finger to do it. That's why people go out to eat. The problem is they eat really good, delicious food that is usually not very healthy, right? What if you could combine the two? Healthiness and uh, nutrition. Or sorry, deliciousness and nutrition. That's like a cheat code, right? Well, guess what? What's her face? Who am I talking about here? Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Big KC. Sorry, little KC. Uh, She's got the money to do it. So that's what I kind of clapped back to Sophia about. I was just like, well, she's got time, right? Because she's got money. She has her own TV show. And outside of that, I mean, she's a mom. And I'm sure she's, she's busy. I'm not saying she's got all this downtime and all this free time. But if she wants to go to fucking Aruba next week she can do it right like she can she just has to let her producers know hey I'm gonna be gone for a week or two weeks and she can live this five-star hotel luxurious lifestyle wherever she goes she's made it right she's made it big so that's not even a, a point to be debated she has money therefore she can create time in her schedule in these like the nooks and crannies of where she wants one of those being like the gym is a great example right um fantastic segue 
She can pay for a personal trainer. She can pay for one of the fucking best personal trainers and one of the best chefs right in her own home. And she could bring the gym to her house, her mansion that I'm sure she has. And she could just do it for an hour a day. If she just ate the right foods and did a little bit of work and had a coach, she doesn't have to watch a YouTube video. She doesn't have to track anything on her app. She, someone's going to do it for her because she has all the money in the world. Unless you're the person who's like, no, fuck that. I don't want it. I don't want that because I want to do it myself because I'm knowledgeable. Then that shows, right? Because then that person's usually a little bit more determined. But in her case, which I just looked at Sophia. I was like, what's her reason? What's her reason to have gotten as big as she did? And I'm not saying... Well, I am, well she did get big. That's That was the whole point of like... From what I remember seeing of Kelly Clarkson to what she looks like now, I was like, oh, wow. And this all stemmed from Jane Fonda being on her show, right? So I was like, that's Kelly Clarkson. Wow, I, you know, I'm not, I guess, up to date with uh, what some celebrities look like these days. I don't read People magazine, right? Sue me. And I was just kind of blown away. That's how we got on the uh, on the discussion. I was like, give me the reason, though, that she has a real reason for looking that way. Because in my opinion, right, you get one brain and you got one body. So you might as well maximize the fuck out of both of those. Because once your brain goes, you're a, you're a potato. Like, th- that's the fucking machine. That's the mastermind. Right? You got to have that. It's got to be in peak performance. So you better, like, do something, right, every single day to get a little bit smarter, to build your knowledge, read some articles, right, uh, both sides of the aisle, or whatever you enjoy reading. Uh, it doesn't even have to be news. Do something to stimulate your brain. That's my that's my preach for just a moment. The other piece of that is you only get one body, right? And while you go through health issues or injuries or maybe a disease or a diagnosis, like it's still your body and you only got one. So you might as well maximize your body while you can. Because if you're not, in, in, and it's not all just aesthetics, right, and the way that you look. Some people are really healthy. And they don't have this shredded body. and that, But they still, they work out or they ride a bike, right? It doesn't take much to stay in, in good shape for your, I mean, you got organs that are depending on you, uh, your blood flow, uh, your sleep. I mean, there's so many things that go into your health, right? And it's always like this balancing act. But I guess that was, uh, that, that was my whole point I, to Sophia was, what's her, what's her reason for being looking the way that she does? And it was just silence. I'm like, exactly. That's my point. That's why I'm... And you're not shaming somebody. Can we get over that word? It's not shame. Shame is what you feel out of your own guilt. If you feel shame, then you feel guilty for something. And that's therefore why you feel the shame. I'm not fat shaming her. I'm just calling her fat. Because if you look at a picture of her, she is fat. So that is a fact built against a fact. Okay, I didn't make her that way. I didn't tell her what to eat. I didn't make those decisions for her. I'm also not saying that she's ugly. I didn't say she should be disgusted of herself. I just said that she is overweight. Her doctor has to tell her the same thing. Um, And if she reads Willy Wonka, she'll read enormous and not fat, right? Because apparently enormous is better since that's politically correct. Uh, I at least had the decency to not be politically correct and call her enormous, I just called her fat. You can work with fat. You can work with that. Get your butt back in the gym. Hire 
a nutritionist, somebody come into your house, make some delicious meals for the next month, you'd be amazed at the turnaround that you can that you can make in such a short amount of time with with the professionals. If I had that money and I let my body go like that, I'd be so upset with myself. That's just that's just me. That's that's my personality. Right? Like dive in to all the most delicious foods in the world that people only dream of being able to eat. But then you got to counter that a little bit, right? Like cuz eventually when people are having health problems and they realize it's because they didn't take care of their body, that's going to be their regret and therefore they're going to have some shame to deal with because they're like, "Fuck, I really wish when I was younger or I when I was in my 20s or 30s or 40s that I would have put a little bit more time into taking care of my own body so that now I'm not laying in a hospital bed overweight and obese and that's be, that I mean that's like the number one cause of so many different diseases, right? And, and really death. Fact check me on it. That's that's a fucking statement right like you good luck debating that one everyone can agree that whether you look like you go to the gym you don't have to look like uh who's the dude from baywatch i will go new generation we'll go zach efron you don't have to look like zach efron at the beach you don't have to look like victoria beckham right because she's rich with four kids and probably has exactly what i said the personal trainer and the chef to cook meals you don't have to do that but just have some pride in your body and your image. You know, I don't have any pride in my image. It was like, come on here and just rant and rave and shit on people. I'm sh- apparently shaming people. Too, I shamed her too hard. Well, guess what? I did it even harder. I doubled down. So how about that? I doubled down and said why she has no reason to be that big. None. You didn't break your leg. We didn't break your pelvis and you had to be in a wheel wheel, there's people in wheelchairs people wheelchairs that do not look like that and they can't even get their body up out of the wheelchair to go to the gym and work out they have to watch what they eat every single meal so they don't blow up and you want to say that i'm fat shaming kelly clarkson rich kelly clarkson with her own tv show get out of here that's I don't know. I was just, I couldn't believe that she came at me with that. I was like, really? Then let's go. Put on the boxing gloves and bring your A game on why I shamed her to, I just don't like fat. Well, then then don't get fat. I said, if you ever got fat, you're not exempt from the fat shaming either. And she goes, oh, I know. And I'm like, doesn't mean I'm going to be an asshole to you. But if I see that you're clearly neglecting your health and your daily routine is a little bit out of balance, right? Between you just like you're eating junk food and you're not going to the gym and now you feel lethargic. Like I'm going to speak up as your partner. I feel like that's kind of like my job, right? Like speak up and say, Hey, maybe uh, we should make a little bit of a lifestyle, uh, not a change, but just a tweak. Just if you want, maybe think about it. Hit me back. If if you want no pressure, totally up to you. That's how people got to go about it today. All right, and then we'll finish on this one, and I'll save everything else because, uh, man, one fifteen, crushing it. I mean, it's, it's an hour and 15 over two days, okay? So I, got, I brought the energy two days in a row, and then I got to come back tomorrow and bring even more energy. So that's going to be the shorter one. I got to get it back. People are they're not caught up with the podcast, so I apologize because I, I need it to be 20 or 30 minutes, and when I go for over an hour, I'm really just shooting myself in the foot, 
And so now I feel shame because that's a long time for people to listen. Even though Joe Rogan puts out these three-hour podcasts, um, I guess an hour and 15 is too long. And, uh, you know, when do you have the time? You only watch like eight episodes of uh, Netflix shows this weekend. No, but yeah, an hour 15 is too long a podcast. Why did I put that? Oh, that's for tomorrow. Anyway, uh, I heard on the radio that Tinder, you heard that right, Tinder, the dating app that uh, I once was on a long time ago. Oh, those were the days. They're coming out with a dictionary. It, this is a true story. They're coming out with a dictionary on the app so that older men and women, now I don't know what they classify as old. Hopefully they're not old shaming. That would be age shaming. That's the PC. Um, but, and they probably are even by doing this. They're trying to be considerate, but they're creating a dictionary so that older men and women understand the hip and young, oh, I guess like slogan references that the younger generation are making on the app. And it, it just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, there are words like, um, you're him, that's fire, um, that's so fetch, things of that nature. That's what the young people say, right? Cap, that's a stupid, all these sayings are so fucking dumb. I can't be the only one. Like I sound so old and white, uh, but it, it really is. Like, oh, that cap, bro, cap. What? We. I I still don't fully get cap. I like where did that come from? Ever like growing up, every every lingo, you could kind of dissect where it came from, right? And it was just a shortened version of something else. Um, but yeah, no cap. I don't. Uh, like, that's fire? Yeah, okay. Like, because people used to say that's lit. And then they were like, well, fire emoji. Because now we speak in emojis. So they're like, that's fire. You mean that's cool? All right. Yeah. Which is cool would be like more of an ice cube. But now we went with the opposite with the fire. You guys get what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, so they're creating a dictionary for some of the older people. And uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It really did. Like if if you need a dictionary to explain to you what someone that you're talking to on Tinder is even talking about in general, maybe you shouldn't be dating that person, like at all. So, and that goes into like the wider spectrum, right? If you're 50 on Tinder and you're trying to talk to somebody who's 20 or 30, and you speak two different languages because different lingos, different slogans, just different generations and you don't know what the other person's saying that's probably a clear indication that maybe you shouldn't be talking to begin with because i i highly doubt that somebody who's like 55 is chatting with somebody who's like 50 on tinder or we'll even do like 40 and like 35 and they're using this these this language right like why would you want to be with somebody who's like oh that's fire they're like what there's a fire no 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 like we're not, like, that's fire, you know? What are you, what are you talking about, fire? No, it means, like, like the moment you have to explain what you're talking about, aren't you just turned off? So it ends right there. But now you're going to have 
you're gonna have in my opinion i'm, I'm gonna shit on some dudes you're gonna have older gentlemen well so when i when i say old too like oh, i'm thinking tinder i'm thinking like 30s and 40s if you're 50 and on tinder the fuck man use f- farmer's meat or something isn't that is that what it was farmer's meat farmers grow corn together something like that one of those dating sites uh, but you're gonna have like late thirties, probably forties, these dudes looking up the dictionary so that like the first message they send is going to be like, yo, no cap. You look fire. <laughs> oh, they're going to, they're going to just overuse it. And then they're, it's just going to backfire. It's just not going to work out. But anyway, uh, Addison's now starting to fuss. She sell sued just for a second. Now she's starting to fuss again. So I got to hop off. I got to go do my daddy duties. For the last, uh, well, I guess, Sophia's supposed to land here in like 30 minutes. I got to get head to the airport. It's the perfect time for Addison. Look how I planned that. Fucking kill I'm killing it. What a weekend. What a what a week for dads everywhere. On Women's Month as well. It was just International, well, and that's coming. Just wait. Just wait. Tomorrow, International Women's Day, March 8th. That's going to be a topic of discussion as well. Among with other things. Am I going to shit on it? No, of course not. I would never. I would never. Um, but let me go attempt to my to my kiddos here. And uh, probably, we'll probably pick up Sophia from the airport. So like, share, subscribe, all that. Um, and I'll be back on tomorrow to uh, release the podcast from Monday. Thanks for tuning in. See you.